If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey, on the KRMG Morning News with Dan Potter happening this evening. Well, not to put too fine a point on it, but tonight is your first of three opportunities to literally shape the future of Tulsa. It's a town hall meeting in the Grand Hall Atrium at Union High School to talk about Mayor G.T. Bynum's proposals and your ideas for the next Improve Our Tulsa Bond Package. And Jen joins me for Monday with the Mayor. Good morning. Good morning. So each time you visited us with this past month, we've asked you to cover a different aspect of your vision of this bond package. Since this is the first town hall meeting tonight, and this is your last Monday of April, what haven't we covered that you would like to highlight for Improve Our Tulsa? Oh, I, I think that, you know, the, the big uh, shift in this is that we're able to really focus on a a proactive street maintenance program, uh, which is something that it, when people ask, you know, how do our streets get in the shape that they are? Uh, there are a lot of reasons for that, historical ones. But the number one is that uh, our streets are designed, if you think about a typical street in Tulsa, it's a concrete base with an asphalt top. And the idea is that that asphalt top is supposed to take all the beating from cars, uh, the fluctuations in weather, and then every five to six years, the city was supposed to be uh, taking that off, uh, milling it off, and then putting a new layer of asphalt down, which takes a couple of days and costs a fraction of reconstructing the whole street, but it protects the concrete base. And it's like getting a new street every five to six years. Um, we've spent the last 15 years as a community and over a billion dollars catching up on all of the deferred maintenance and reconstruction that needed to be done uh, to catch up. We still have $500 million of projects in the pipeline to do when it comes to street reconstruction. But this program is going to put a heavy emphasis on maintaining the stuff that we've rebuilt and doing a proper job of maintaining them moving forward. So I think that that is uh, the big one. And then as we've discussed before, um, because we've been so focused on streets over the last 15 years, we have not replaced fire trucks at the rate they need to be, and we haven't maintained city buildings, uh, and in particular, the police courts building, uh, park rec centers, places like that at the rate that they need to be, and this would do all of those things. I, I don't think we've touched on this, and one of our reporters, Crystal Kelly, wanted to make sure that we did. Uh, there's about 25 million or a little more than 25 million being set aside for the zoo. What would that money go towards? That is maintenance at the zoo that needs to be done. So you've got, uh, you have the children's play area that like the children's zoo area out there that is not ADA compliant and has fallen into disrepair over the years to the point that it is blocked off uh, so that kids can't use it. You have three different buildings that need new roofs out there. And then uh, the, the rainforest exhibit uh, needs to have all of the electrical system that controls HVAC, 
in that building replaced. So again, nothing fancy. This is like core maintenance uh, infrastructure work that has to be done. And by the way, the, the amount that we have in there would be matched uh, by uh, millions that would be raised by the team at the zoo from the private sector to, to pair with these funds that we would put in as a city. I mean, how accurate was I at the beginning here uh, determining the future of Tulsa? I mean, can you, this is the third Improve Our Tulsa package. Can you point at a time in the other two packages where citizen input was heard and it helped mold this thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, in every one of these, this is the approach that we've taken on every program since I've been at the city, which is that the council uh, and the mayor do our homework on what the needs are. We meet with all the city department leadership. We evaluate all the needs. And then we put together a proposal to the best of our ability based on what we're hearing uh, from the experts. And then we take it out and hear what the citizens think. And I'm a big believer that the more eyeballs and minds that you put on an issue, generally the better end product you're going to get. And the other thing is, this is just continuing our current uh, sales and property tax levels at their existing rate. We just want to put something on the ballot that will pay for what the citizens want to pay for. Right. Uh, it's their money, and we want it to be used in the direction they want it used. And so that's the goal of these town halls. I, I, and I, I know this is kind of putting you on the spot, but I guess what I was really looking for is, do you recall an idea that a citizen presented at one of these? And you went, oh, you know what? That money should be in there. Well, uh, actually, I mean, a lot of the time it is, have you thought about instead of using the money uh, in this way on this particular project, mm -hmm. uh, could you use it in this other way? We've had a lot of street projects uh, that we've changed the way they're designed based on that citizen feedback. Uh, I know in the vision program, but that was a, a three year long process of putting that together. Uh, the feedback we got was super helpful. The other key thing that's unique about this uh, town hall, this series of town halls we're doing that I think is important for folks who are considering if you're coming, uh, we're, you know, the, the, the format we're using for this is what we call like science fair setup. So we'll have like an initial presentation at the beginning, just on the overall program. And then every department or authority uh, at the city that's proposed to get money is going to have a table set up with the experts on hand so that you you don't have to wait 45 minutes to listen to everybody else's questions. You can just walk right up to the expert and ask them uh, details and specifics about the proposal and the projects that are in it. And then the council and I will also be there so you can come up and talk with us too. So it's a lot more informal. And we found in the last time we did one of these, it it's a lot, makes better use of folks' time so that they can get the questions answered that they want answered, and it gives us great feedback. Interesting. Okay, and again, tonight's meeting is at 6 o'clock. It's at Union's Grand Hall and Atrium. There's another town hall on IOT tomorrow night, and that one's in Midtown at OU Tulsa's Schusterman Center. And then there's a third and final town hall one week from tonight. That's at Greenwood Cultural Center. This is the, kind of the month of public input for you coming up, though, over the next month. Uh, the folks speaking their piece on uh, IOT and as uh, city council meetings get underway in May on your budget, too. It's uh, $967 million. We talked a little bit about it last week. What have you heard from folks since you presented it? Well, I mean, the, one of the things that always bothered me when I was a counselor was that the budget was some big surprise and we never knew what the mayor was going to propose. And I've really tried to take 
the opposite approach to that. I work with the council for months in putting the budget together. So by the time it's presented to them, it, it's a shared work product. Uh, and so I, I think the response overall from the counselors I've visited with has been positive because it's it's largely the financial follow through on different task forces and working groups that we've been working together on over the last year. Uh, you know, whether that's around Tulsa's ambulance service or uh, any number of other things, uh, it, it's the the money that's needed uh, to follow through on the things that we're hoping to accomplish. A great, great example would be our, the mental health coordinator that's in there, our, our uh, uh, mental health housing and homelessness task force has heard from just about every provider and the Tulsa police department and the Tulsa fire department that we need somebody who coordinates all the mental health services that are available to somebody who's experiencing mental health crisis that that is included in the budget because of that task force that we've had. And so uh, the the response has been positive, but I don't think anybody was really surprised by anything uh, well, uh, that was in there. I mean, there are hefty price hikes, uh, water, sewer, three and four percent, storm sewer, I think eight percent, trash rate 16. Yes. Uh, those kinds of requests, can only a mayor in his final term make those requests politically? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that the, the reality of those is they are there to cover the cost of service. Uh, they don't generate profit for the city. Um, uh, we've done, a, I think, a really good job over the last really 15 years uh, of bringing our water and sewer projects uh, into that program where the fee that is charged covers the cost of maintaining the system, and that's it. Uh, our trash system, we had that, but we went 10 years without a rate increase while the contract was in effect. It didn't have any uh, increases in place. That contract expired and went out for competitive bid last year. And what we found is that the market cost of delivering trash service has gone up a lot in the last 10 years. And so the rate increase that is built into this is there to cover the cost of delivering that service. So, uh, you know, I, I know we have been at a point in, in the past when political decisions were made around not shooting straight with the citizens on what the service really cost and not putting in the budget uh, or not approving in the budget the, the rate increases that needed to be there to keep the system in place. That happened for 10 years in our water and sewer system. <clears throat> and when that happens, you have two options. You can either let the system decline in which case you're just racking up deferred maintenance like yeah. we're, we did on our streets, or you can rack up a lot of debt to maintain the system. And that's what was done by the city. And it took us about 15 years to pay all that debt off. It is much more fiscally responsible year over year to do these kinds of increases that are just honest and straightforward about what the real cost of the service is, rather than getting slammed with either a system that fails like in Flint, Michigan or Jackson, Mississippi, uh, or a ton of debt that people have to pay off over time. Well, we'll let you get back to putting together your science exhibit for tonight. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor.
Thank you. Bye. GT Bynum. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.